0: Switching to Shopify helps you sell smarter at every stage of your business. Take full control of your brand with your own custom online store. Wow, looks amazing. Find more customers with our easy to use marketing tools. Piece of cake. And let the best converting checkout on the planet do its thing. Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Switch to Shopify today for a $1 a month trial at shopify.com listen. shopify.com listen.
1: Welcome to Season 6 of The Agile Brand, where we discuss marketing technology and customer experience trends, insights, and ideas with enterprise and technology platform leaders. We focus on the people, processes, data, and platforms that make brands successful, scalable, customer-focused, and sustainable. This is what makes an Agile Brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advising Fortune 1000 brands on MarTech, Marketing Operations, and CX, best-selling author and speaker. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full stack technology services, talent services, and real world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. Before we get started, I wanted to make sure you know about my internationally bestselling book, House of the Customer. In it, I walk through practical steps of how brands can build the one-to-one personalized omnichannel customer experience we talk about a lot on this show, and discuss ways to make incremental steps toward this goal. Don't just take my word for it. Destination CRM called it required reading, and I'm sure you'll agree. You can find House of the Customer on Amazon or learn more on my website, gregkilstrom.com. Now let's get on to the show. Today we're going to talk about successfully finding the right candidates in a continually challenging job market and how recruitment advertising plays a role in this. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Neil Costa, founder and CEO of HireClicks. Neil, welcome to the show. Thanks
0: so much, Greg. Happy to be here.
1: Yeah, looking forward to talking about this with you. Um, Why don't we get started with you giving a little background on yourself as well as what you're doing at Higher Clicks?
0: Uh, Sure. Happy to do that. You know, my background is originally, uh, I'm a PWC person, so I was an auditor back in the day and then found my way into an e-commerce startup company in 1996. So I've been uh, in the online e-commerce space for quite a while at this point, ended up navigating my way over to... Monster.com when it was the number one job board in the space. And that's how I got into the recruitment marketing industry. And so we were we were basically operating as an in-house digital agency there and uh, did that for a handful of years. And in 2010, I thought there was an opportunity to build a recruitment advertising agency and really have a consumer marketer's mindset. And and that's how I started HireClicks, you know, just bootstrap the business. And we've been at it for about 14 years.
1: That's great. That's great. So, yeah. So we're here to talk about successfully finding the right candidates in what continues to be a challenging job market. It feels like every quarter, every month, almost there's it, something's different, but it's always challenging, right? So, you know how how would you characterize the state of the job market in general? You know how and how has this impacted businesses?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that we we saw this. You know, just really. Everybody saw, in, in any industry, saw a unique dynamic because of COVID, and I think in the recruiting space we were no, no different. I mean, things were completely on hold as everybody tried to figure out what was next, and then after that, it was this, you know, massive boom for for the you know the employee side of the equation. There's always this balance between who has the power at this moment in time: employers or employees. And the employees have the power; those salaries go up, and and that's what we saw right after COVID. You know, there's just so much demand for. Talent that a lot of people ramped up hiring pretty aggressively, and I think we're dealing with a little bit of the the hangover of that at this particular at this particular time now. Yeah, yeah,
1: and so you know, it's lots of you know whether it's labor shortages or um, you know over <laughs> too too much labor availability. It's not just that you know shortages or, or things like that. Uh, you know, you've said. Companies are having a hard time engaging candidates at the top of the funnel in order to move them through the application process. Can you talk a little bit about this?
0: Yeah, I think that you know what what, happens—the strange dynamic that's happening right now is that there's this four generations in the workplace. Right? You've got you know you still got baby boomers, you got you know Gen X, which I'm a, a proud member of. You've got millennials, and you've got Gen Z. And, you know, the, the, because of the uh, baby boomers like rolling out in retirement, they're there's this kind of shortage of people right now and then there's, there's really experienced people leaving the workforce and where, you know, is it, a, is it a great economy? Is it a good economy? Is it going to come back? You know, I think the macroeconomic concerns are like all factoring in right now as companies figure out, should we hire more? Should we not hire more? Should we cut back because we hired too many people? And I think what they've lost focus of by... By worrying about a lot of this is just how are they treating people? How are they presenting themselves to the outside world? And I think that's that's what we typically call the top of the top of the funnel. You know, what's it like to work here? What's your actual employee value proposition that you're offering to people that you know should consider working at your company? And I think people have kind of forgotten some of that because they were hastily hiring right after COVID, and they're kind of confused on whether we you know on what the market's going to do next and whether they have enough labor or they have too much labor. Yeah, yeah, so
1: kind of a reactive approach to the market, but not not reactive to the the individuals, right? You know, how, so how how would organizations or how should organizations attract and engage interested and and you know, qualified candidates?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that what we're what we're always talking with our clients about is is how do you make sure that you have an authentic message, you know? And I think that when you're when you're forthright with people and you're telling, you know, what you're trying to do your mission that you're trying to accomplish and you know how are you going to get there and the kind of people you're going to work with i think that's really what what people want to hear and what they want to find out it's it's not the eight minute long video from a ceo because that's just not going to give me what i need as an employee if i'm a you know it manager or accounting accounts payable clerk or you know or if i'm a software engineer that that does i can't connect with that i can't figure out if that company's for me based on that talk so i think that there's we're seeing a lot more people try to share authentic stories from people that they would work with or they would, they would you know, spend time with in the, in the lunchroom in the event that they actually go to the office anymore, right? Right.
1: Are there specific segments of the labor market that you're seeing that, you know, businesses may be neglecting with their recruitment advertising?
0: I think healthier is probably one of the biggest challenges uh, right now. I mean, we're, we're seeing we have a handful of clients across the country in healthcare, and I think that they've got I would say just an extra X factor because of the, the burnout that happened at COVID and because of all the, the bonuses that were handed out to have people make a move. And, and so I think that right now healthcare is, you know, I think the, the workers are tired, the recruiters are tired, the executives are tired. I think they're all trying to figure it out. And I think there's, a, there's a, it's a, more, a greater difficulty in making sure you have a sound recruiting strategy in the healthcare space. There's definitely some people that are doing it right, but I think there's, there's some, a lot of challenges there. Yeah. And so,
1: you know, there's there's tactical ways of, of, of doing all this stuff and just, you know, trying to trying to fill open open positions and, and everything like that. But, you know, how how can companies more be more strategic and, you know, use recruitment advertising strategically to overcome some of these labor challenges that they're having?
0: Yeah, I mean, when we when we talk with you know folks about making you know, investing a dollar in their recruitment advertising, you know, we we talk about this in the context of having this uh, recruitment marketing you know continuum, right? I've got a dollar and I, I need applicants, so I should do direct response advertising, which in our world is you know the, the job boards, right? Someone needs a job, they go to a job board and they see jobs and they apply. We're trying to pull. So you're talking about you know, Indeed, LinkedIn, ZipRecruiter. Sites like that, you know, my former employer Monster isn't quite as popular as it was uh, or as it is now. But it's it's one of those things that that's that's one strategy is I need applicants, I need to spend a dollar in direct the direct response application process. The other end of the spectrum is thinking about employer branding, like how do I tell people that I'm a good employer? How do I go out and reach people before they think about going to a job board? And I think that's really the part where we're trying to encourage the recruiting teams, the HR teams, and even when we start talking. With the business executives, you know, with the sales leaders, operational leaders, uh, facility leaders at manufacturing and warehouse locations, we're trying to get them to think a little more strategically about investing in that employer branding side of things, so that way they can get their name out in the marketplace before it's critical and urgent that they need those direct applications. And and so when we talk about employer branding, we try and where we've seen the most success is getting messages out on, uh, you know, messages and ads out on YouTube and Spotify and. Uh, even ESPN and, and and we've started to go down uh, the road and invest quite a bit in, in Meta, both on Instagram and Facebook and, and TikTok too. So we're we're trying to get to job seekers before they know they're job seekers. Yeah, yeah. And so that that approach,
1: I mean, that more strategic approach. I mean, that that involves, as you were saying, it involves a, a lot more team members than just somebody placing a, a job board ad or, or, or things like that. You know, what you mentioned some of the teams that. That are involved in that process, are you are you hitting resistance when you're talking with with organizations about doing that, or you know does it does it seem you know does it seem like more organizations are are on board with that approach?
0: I think that we're seeing more organizations be on board with that approach, and because it's really that sales leader or or facility or operational leader that has the most pain, right? They don't have enough people to. Hit their number or deliver enough packages or build enough widgets and where we see a little bit of like a raised eyebrow is when we start talking with the corporate marketing folks because corporate marketing people are are, i mean they're focused on building their brand selling their product whether it's b2b b2c and then all of a sudden this like kind of recruitment marketing problem comes along and the team is like i can't figure this out can you help me and so we've all, i mean having come from some you know some good brands I, we always take this very respectful approach that listen, you've invested a lot in building your brand. Let us help you apply it to this specific call to action related to recruiting and hiring and building your, you know, your name in the marketplace as an employer. So we we have a very corporate marketing friendly approach. And I think that's disarming and helpful and, and we try and emphasize what we can do. And as a corporate brand person, you're always worried about is someone gonna do damage to my brand? And I think that's where we really try to, that's what we try and avoid. We try and get the brand standards, help uh, incorporate them into the review process. And I think once we do that, we, we, that resistance starts to go away. They see how we operate, they see how inclusive we are. And then you know, we try and relieve the pain of the operational people by, by going to market.
1: Before we continue, I'd like to introduce you to a sponsor of the show, Partner Hero. Customer service outsourcing has long been available mainly to large enterprise businesses with long-term contracts and onerous procurement processes. Partner Hero is challenging business as usual and bringing the benefits of outsourcing to small and medium businesses as well as startups. With short, flexible contracts and fast ramp-up times, Partner Hero is making customer support outsourcing a viable option for small and medium businesses and startups. It's perfect for companies with seasonality expecting a temporary spike in volume or that simply need to scale up. And their focus on quality means your customers will get an experience that feels like it comes from your team. If you're ready to bring in outside customer support help for your company that feels like it's part of your existing team, check out Partner Hero. Head on over to partnerhero.com/agile. That's partnerhero.com/agile to book a free consultation with our solutions team. Mention you heard about Partner Hero from the Agile brand and the way of the setup fee. Before we get back to the show, I just wanted to remind you to hit the follow or subscribe button on your app to make sure you get notified when new episodes of the show are available. Now let's get back to the show. I think there's also a, at least with, with some of the organizations I I work with as well, there's a growing understanding that there is a more direct relationship between the end customer experience and, and the understanding of the brand, as well as the employee experience and, and, uh, you know, employee experience of the brand. And, you know, I even had a few years ago now, um, I interviewed somebody from a, a large CPG company and they said, you know, they could actually calculate, you know, if someone had a bad interview, let's say, and just the, whether or not they got the job, you know, let's, they didn't get the job, but, you know, if they had a bad interview experience, they pretty much could write that person off as a customer. And they calculated the loss of that customer due simply to a bad recruiting experience right so you know the, just kind of one anecdote of i you know these things are, are more tightly related but i i, I know what you're saying that a marketing team generally is is going to look at job placement and, and recruiting and stuff as sort of out of their out of their wheelhouse
0: yeah absolutely and i think that you know retailers consumer uh, brands run that you know have a much greater risk of that happening but you know, that could happen, you know, it doesn't even have to happen in the interview process. You know, if I go to the career site and I look at the career site and it's just hard for me to find a job or I click to apply it for the perfect job for me and my perspective, you know, and, and then it takes me, you know, 45 steps to get through that application process. So I'm just going to bail out and be like, my God, like if this is how hard it is to apply, what's it like to actually work here? And and that those kind of experiences can can have a long term negative impact on those brands.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you were, you mentioned a a little bit ago, some of the platforms that you work with and, you know, mentioned quite a few, are there, are there any that you're seeing that are whether it's maybe surprisingly successful or just that you're seeing more success on than, than, than others and, you know, any, anything that those in, that are, that are doing recruitment marketing should keep their eye on.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the, the core, the core platforms I mentioned, you know, Indeed and, and LinkedIn, you know, it's, I, mean, I don't want to say it's a, a duopoly, but it's it's pretty darn close. Like there's a significant amount of influence that those two have in the workspace, uh, you know, in the workforce world. And, you know, this is one it's one thing to go like buy products or buy advertising on those two, but there's a lot of intricacies in, in managing those campaigns. So we see a lot of people that kind of flip the switch on, like, hey, I'm doing my stuff on those, I'm doing my advertising on those sites. But are they really optimizing. It's kind of like if you're doing Google AdWords and you've got a campaign going but you don't actually manage it and optimize it. That's what we see happening a lot. So those two platforms are critical. Like you're going to get you know, your bread and butter like someone taught me early on like you know just give me the whole lesson of like movie theaters and popcorn, right? Like you need your popcorn like high margin, high volume, like that's where you're going to get a significant amount of applicants. But when it goes to the employer branding side, which is I think the more exciting frontier right now, it's you know, it's effectively we're trying to help people build an employer brand network where we can go out and say it doesn't matter you know which site exactly but let's help you diversify and build a you know, mutual fund so to speak of, of all the different consumer sites and the one that surprised me most is is reddit you know we're doing um targeted recruitment ads employer branding ads on reddit and we can do it by category and, and geography and we're seeing a ton of interest there which is which is really cool because some of them Some of that interest is falling into the what i would consider harder to target segments like in the you know software engineers technical world which is those folks are just not responding on some of the traditional job board channels these days yeah
1: yeah interesting so um you know i I have to ask um the the ai the obligatory ai question um in the the podcast as well um you know what? What are you seeing as far as you know the implications that AI is having? Um, you know where where do you kind of see that, in, in the at least in the short term? You know what what kind of implications will AI have on the job market? You know what? what should recruiters be looking out for here?
0: Yeah, I mean I think that um, most of the vendors that we're looking at in the recruiting space are are finding ways to incorporate AI into you know indeed incorporating it into their search and LinkedIn's and and incorporating it into its um, they're, they're taking a very unique, you know, skills-based approach to scanning profiles and things like that. So I think there's, a an enhanced matching capability that, you know, uh, will be impacted by AI. But I think, uh, and then the other sec, the other segment is, you know, kind of first line support for job seekers and, and people who hit a career site, you know, they're, they're getting some interaction and, you know, I, I think there's those kind of, I think it's very light in the recruiting world at this point in time. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't want to say I'm conservative. Like I take my risks in certain areas, but I, I would I I'm still in a little bit of a wait and see, you know, kind of position when it comes to AI. I'm slightly more skeptical and, and want to see how it unfolds a little bit more before I I take a strong position on like, you know, let's do let's go all in on A, B, and C as it relates to AI. So yeah. I I'm probably a little bit more I don't want to say less enthusiastic, but I would say just a, a little more practical when it comes down to it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also, you know, some pretty well publicized examples of, you know, bias and and AI and recruiting processes and, you know, and things like that. So, you know, I think it's, some of it is, is maybe conservatism or or some of it's pragmatism, just, you know, it's, it's, some of the stuff is not, it's ready for some things, but it's not ready for, for others. And, And certainly, you know, in a, in a hiring situation, you want to be You know looking out for for things related to bias or 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 other things like
0: that yeah it's absolutely right it's so important right now to to make sure that you know i mean even even when it comes to advertising on some of the platforms you know they if you go into the platform and you check off hey this is a recruitment ad you know some of the targeting criteria is removed because those platforms have been there's been litigation against those platforms if you allow them to let people if they allow people to target based on certain demographics, certain zip codes, and that's been a, an issue in recruiting. It's been an issue in some lending practices and all that kind of good stuff. So, you know, I think AI is going to be an area where there's potential risk again when it comes to selecting and recommending employees for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, Neil, thanks so much for joining the show. One last question before we wrap up here. Um, You've given a lot of great advice and, and insights already, but, you know, what's one next best action you'd recommend for those listening who want to maximize their recruiting efforts in the months ahead?
0: I think the most critical thing right now is to to take a good hard look at uh, if you're a, a, in the C-suite, if you're in the, like I mentioned, the operations role, sales, you know, and support and warehouse is really everybody needs to take a look at the front door. You know, how do we welcome people in and apply for a job at our site? What's our career site look like? What's the first impression we're making and how do we enhance that? Make that better. How do we get a better career side experience? Because it's shocking that it's 2023 and some people have you know a really bad looking front door. And, and I think that what based on everybody else's consumer experiences across their phones and the internet and their you know TV their, and their you know connected TV. We've got to just do better as an industry and I think it, it, it it's not just going to be the, the t- talent acquisition or the HR people screaming about it it's got to be c-suite looking at it and going wow, this is really this is not what I I thought we were doing when we welcome people and ask them to join our company So that's the number one thing I would say people need to do like right after the podcast Yeah, yeah that's great. you know thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate uh, you know for the opportunity to be a guest. it's great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was great chatting with you. Uh, again, I'd like to thank Neil Costa, founder and CEO at HireClicks, for joining the show. You can learn more about Neil and HireClicks by following the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to The Agile Brand, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkillstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. While you're there, check out my series of best-selling Agile Brand Guides covering a wide variety of marketing technology topics, or you can search for Greg Kilstrom on Amazon. The Agile Brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. I'm Andrea, founder of a boutique handbag brand, Andy. And this is why I switched to Shopify. I tried three other platforms prior to Shopify, and I remember my breaking point was when I would try to make one little change and my entire site would go down. With the drag-and-drop theme editor, we don't need to hire a developer to do any coding. Each theme is automatically optimized on mobile. It's incredible.
0: Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Go to shopify.com listen to take your business to the next level today. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile upholstery carpet?